So a lot of you know the saga of my middle finger. Um, last Thanksgiving, in playing a friendly game of family football at my house, my uh, future son-in-law lobbed a deep pass to which I went to intercept um, over my shoulder, kind of looking back at it um, when it was uh, obscured by the sun and I lost track of the ball. And it hit my finger in an awkward way and ended up breaking my finger in a couple different places. And as it turns out, pretty catastrophically. Um, and so uh, it's been a saga to try to um, have it heal the first time and for it to not work right. Uh, to uh, have surgery on it and uh, to go through rehabilitation on that surgery. Uh, and uh, I'm supposed to have had a second surgery. It was actually supposed to have been done all in one. But the first surgery took six hours and I think they ran out of time and didn't want to keep me under any longer. So for whatever reasons, um, it ended. And uh, then the next week we were supposed to go back and do the rest of the surgery. And then I pulled a false positive on my on a COVID test. So that delayed that. And by that time, uh, we had to rehabilitate uh, the original surgery and, uh, and couldn't look to do the second one until after the first has been uh, fully rehabilitated. Uh, so it's been quite uh, a saga, quite an affair, um, and I got some disappointing news uh, this past week when I went to uh, my um, my surgeon. Um, the good news was he said uh, what I've gotten out of the surgery and how quickly I've uh, healed from it and regained motion uh, is a success by anyone's standards. And that's because, um, well, my finger bends as much as it possibly can. And what do I mean by that? Well, he had told me after surgery that he could get me to about 80, 85 degrees after surgery. And I thought, great, I'll hit that and I'll move past it. Um, and I've been working really hard with rehabilitation and so forth. And um, I was able to, uh, to get to that uh, 85 degree mark and bending my finger. And when I saw him last week, they did uh, x-rays and I was noticing like the way that the pins were in my finger, it's not like I can really bend it much more than what I am now anyways. And uh, I asked him about it and he said, yeah, uh, that, that it has to be done that way um, so that the finger joint would be stable and so forth. And we did another x-ray where uh, they shot the x-ray from the side while I was bending the finger. And sure enough, um, the finger is bent as much as it humanly possible. Uh, you know, it just it can't bend more. There's uh, pins that are encapsulated around this uh, bony mound, and as the finger bends, that's uh, banging up against the other bone. So, I mean, I cannot gain more use out of the finger than than what I have. The frustrating thing about it is, is I'm still you know unaware that there's an, a physical limitation that was going to keep my finger from being able to bend like it did. You know, I, I understand that maybe the, the tendons or ligaments or whatever would be tight and, you know, I would have some structural things that I'd be working up against, but I thought, you know what, just hard work, prayer, whatever. Um, you know, I, I'll be able to get more than what he was able to get out of surgery, but, um, short of the Lord, like melting the bone that he built up in my finger and the pins that he, uh, put in it, uh, there, there's just no way it's going to be able to bend more. <clears throat> and I asked him, like, can you not like remove these pins and, and, uh, you know, shave down that bone or, you know, do something so that I can actually get 
more motion out of it because I'm sure I can. I've, I've already, after just 10 weeks, been able to reach the maximum of uh, what the way you built it. And I basically, I asked him why he built it with, with that kind of a design where I can't go any further than that. And the way he explained it to me is that if he had not done that, I wouldn't have a stable joint. He said, when you break a joint like that and um, it's a se severe and significant break like, like what I had, um, that, that you've done more than just break the bone, you've done damage to the soft tissue, you've done damage to uh, the tendons and all these different things. So that um, even if you put the joint back as he put it the way that the maker made it, um, it's not going to be stable because there's other things that aren't the way that the maker made it and uh in the the finger's not going to be stable and it won't be good and so um i was pretty disappointed to hear that um but then there's that second surgery that i was supposed to do and i've been pushing him on that and that second surgery will fix the tip of my finger so that i can bend it and i kind of thought well even though i can't like fully bend my middle joint and, and tuck that finger in. If I'm able to tuck the tip of my finger, then at least w what I can do is I can touch the palm of my hand with that and in essence close off my hand so I can hold things in it. And um, I like to play tennis. It'll help me uh, to grip the racket and you know to do some different things because right now I don't really have any control over the tip of my finger either. And that was gonna be one of the original things that he did when we did the uh, original surgery is he was gonna do both of them uh, and then once again, time factor, it didn't allow it. Then the next week, uh, that false COVID test came up and that canceled that surgery. And, you know, it was my understanding we we're going to do it at, at a later date. Well, because I've healed up as best as I possibly could from the first surgery, um, from what I understand, he's really nervous that uh, by going in there and doing the second surgery and uh, reattaching tendons and, and doing everything that he will do to rebuild that joint, which he said would be a complicated task as well, um, that can affect downstream how that other joint's working. And I might go from having the, the full 85 degrees to even less function than that. And the word that he used was interesting. He said that better is the enemy of good. And I have to tell you, I've never heard that before. Better is the enemy of good. Um, that's an interesting concept that I think uh, we'll have to uh, look at as well. So basically what he talked to me about is, uh, you know what, just take the summer, be active, do whatever it is you would normally do. You may find that not having uh, the ability to bend the tip of your finger isn't that big of a deal. Uh, you can learn to comp compensate other ways. And, uh, and at the end of summer, we'll figure out if uh, we're gonna do anything about that. And, um, and let's just kind of wait and see. But I told him, I said, I said, you know what, you, you know me, I said, I, I'm always up for a good challenge and, and you're up for a good challenge, I'm sure, as a surgeon. So my tendency is going to be, I want to do it. And he just, his response was, well, you need to know what the risks. And uh, once again, it, your finger may work less good after I do it um, the second time than what it did, you know, after the first surgery. So uh, that is uh, the middle finger revisited. Um, and you know what, uh, I guess there's some things and some takeaways that we can uh, kind of uh, uh, pull off of uh, at least my experiences is oftentimes I like to understand life through uh, the things that I experience in life. And um, you know, the, the, the first is this, is that, you know, when I went in and was gonna have the surgery, I, I, I mean, he told me it wasn't gonna be like a, 
a, a perfect finger when he's done, but I, I didn't feel like it. I felt like it would be a lot closer than what it is. And I guess in his defense, you don't really know what you got until you, you get in there and he's having to rebuild it and, and do all kinds of different things. But, um, it, you know, my, my thought was, is, you know what, it's going to be a whole lot better, uh, than, than what it actually turned out to be. He's pleased with it. And, and I'm frankly not. Um, and I can't help but think in terms of, uh, trying to rebuild a perfect finger what's interesting I, I guess if you think about it like we can send people to mars but apparently it's uh still very complicated uh with modern technology to uh rebuild a finger and to make a joint uh let alone two joints work the way that they did before um, I, I don't understand that but um in talking with a lot of people i hear that is a common theme that uh, fingers are very difficult so uh guard your fingers uh but uh you know, I kind of think about people who, you know, after the fall into sin, right? After the fall into sin, you know, we could never make things the way that they were before. Um, it, it's been it's been broken. The world has, uh, but many people and, and religious people and so forth, uh, communities, they've tried to make utopias. They've tried to make a, a heaven on earth, and uh, and 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 you know, people go off and they build compounds or. Uh, you know, churches like go and, uh, uh, you know, oh, we're going to follow the, you know, the New Testament church, the book of Acts. We're, we're going to do it just exactly the way that it was in the Bible. But um, when you deal with sin and the brokenness of sin, um, no matter if we get it the way that the early church did, it wasn't perfect for them either. But uh, I, I guess it's just the concept that, you know, what we, we might try to uh, do everything right and do everything perfect. Uh, try to have the perfect family, try to have the, the perfect um, body, try to have the perfect uh, mental health, try to have this and that. But we are in a fallen, broken world. And no matter how hard we try, um, we, we'll never be able to get it the way that the Maker had it. The Maker made it a certain way. And even when we improve ourselves and, and can to some extent, we can't control like everything that's broken around us. And that doesn't work properly. So um, we're kind of at the mercy of living in a, a fallen and sinful world. And, uh, and that doesn't mean we don't try to uh, better ourselves or that, that uh, uh, make life on this earth as good as we possibly can. But I guess there's a limit to how much we can control that. And so as we go through all kinds of frustration with what's going on politically in the world or, or, or you know, just, uh, you know, in the church, or, you know, just relationships, dynamics, um, morality. There's just so many things that are going on in the world. By all means, I mean, we, we know the truth and we follow the truth. But we are, in, we are broken people that are in a very broken world. And even if we make ourselves a little less broken, um, we won't be able to remove ourselves from that broken world. And there's some disappointment there. Um, and, uh, and there's certainly some frustration. Um, but that uh, is why we hope for a world that is still yet to come. Um, second thing that I want to uh, talk about is an interesting phrase that I've never heard before, that better is the enemy of good. Um, and, and that's interesting. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but it's so contrary to everything that we understand as Christians, at least. Um, it may be true in the, in the realm of, uh, of, of hand surgeons, but I wouldn't say that better is the enemy, or, uh, better is the enemy of good in this life. 
Um, there's many things that are good, and I, I think the opposite is true, is because when things are good, we, we might not risk or sacrifice uh, for better, uh, to try to achieve better. You know what, if, uh, if, if, if my health is good, well, you know, it's pretty good. Who cares if, you know, I could make it better? Um, if my job is good, well, who, who cares if I can make it better? Um, if, if I'm a good parent or a good spouse, uh, you know, I could make it better, but, but you know, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of hassle. I, I think there's a lot of laziness that gets, um, um, I don't know, uh, accepted because we're comfortable taking good and not wanting better. Um, but I think from a spiritual perspective and for a humanity perspective, good isn't good enough. When it can be better, we should always seek and try uh, to get it uh, better. And, um, and, and, and I think there's a lot of us listening to this podcast that maybe we're just a little bit too content with things in life. And honestly, there's some improvements that we can make and, and we ought to make improvements because our lives and, uh, in this world in which we live, God's given them to us as, as gifts and we shouldn't take them for granted. We shouldn't be lazy with them. We should be good stewards of them and where we can be better, uh, do better. So, uh, I don't know. I've got a lot to think about this summer. Uh, the surgeon says that uh, uh, he really doesn't want to. And when a surgeon says he doesn't really want to do something, uh, you probably should listen because they, from what I understand, always want to do something. But the way that I'm wired and, and the way that I think God wires us uh, to be, at least in Christ, is that um, is, isn't that better is the enemy of good. Um, that good is honestly the enemy of better. Uh, so uh, it may not be that, world, that way in the world of hand surgery, uh, but... Um, I don't know. I'll probably end up risking it because I always want better uh, than just good. And I hope all of you do as well. Uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And I look forward to talking to you soon.